Morning Teacher. I'm Noelle Pickering. On the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we bring practical solutions to busy teachers because you can love your job and leave your work at school. Join us each week to talk through tools and strategies that help you maximize your time and effort both in the classroom and at home. I'm excited to cheer you on as you face the week ahead. morning, teachers. You're listening to episode number 34. Last week on the podcast, we talked all about preparing for a sub now before you actually need one. And if you have made it to the end of September without needing a sub, then you may be the epitome of health. Give yourself a pat on the back. If you missed it, go ahead and go to maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 33 so you can take a listen and you will be ready the next time you need a substitute teacher. Today, we are going to have a conversation that I really wish I could have one-on-one with each of you because each of you can relate to this. And if you're new to teaching, then you may not quite be able to articulate it yet. But if you have taught before, then you know what I mean when I say October has arrived. It comes with fall leaves and cooler weather and football and all the pumpkin and chai spice drinks you could possibly want but it can also be a really tough month in the teaching world. So I'm gonna share my best strategies for you not to just survive the month of October, but really rock October like pumpkin spice rocks Starbucks. So let's do it. Okay, so October is just a few days away as I'm recording this. Labor Day was about 16 work days away. The next break that you likely have is Thanksgiving, which is the end of November. And if you're lucky, you may have a Monday or a Friday off in October. And some of you have that dreamy schedule with the fall break. Now, I bring this all up to say that the excitement of back to school is probably starting to wear off. I know it was for me. And you're actually now in the trenches. You may have bolted from the starting line with excitement and enthusiasm in August, But now it's probably starting to click that this is not a 100-meter dash. This is a full-on marathon. And from someone who has run a marathon, it is long, right? But there are highs and lows along the way, and October just happens to be one of those lows. Now, there's a blogger and an author, Kelly, and she is kind of known as Love Teach on the internet, and she describes this time of year as a word called divulsion, the dark, evil vortex of late September, October, and November. And that is pretty bleak, right? Let's let's say that. But October is a long month, Halloween punctuates it, and typically there's some sort of grading period that is going to end this month. Plus, as we get closer to daylight savings time, literally it is getting dark at night as we leave school. Now, I painted a pretty bleak view, right? But I want to encourage you that if we actually know this coming into October and we're not surprised by it, then we can be better prepared and we can actually thrive in October and not just survive it. So let's go ahead and talk about these different strategies. Number one, take a day of rest. Now, I know this is easier said than done, And it can actually feel like a lot of work to get ready to take a day of rest, right? 
but we can only do so much. We will burn out. And so it is important to plan that day of rest in advance. Choose a date on the calendar in October. Now, before this giant sub shortage, I would have said take a day off, but I realized that that may be more and more stressful than just saying, you know, on this Saturday in October, I'm literally doing nothing. I will have no commitments. If you have kids, schedule them to see their grandparents or get um, them a play date where you can have some rest. If you have commitments, choose a date to just mark off commitments, right? And this is important because it not only gives you something to look forward to, a day of anticipation, but it also is going to just help you reset and rest. So go on a walk, turn off your phone notifications, drink your coffee while it's hot in one setting, give yourself and your body and your mind time to rest. You will walk away feeling so much more refreshed. So that is my number one suggestion is to plan for that day of rest. Number two, throw a few stacks of paper away. Gosh, you know, as I look at my desk, even right here, I have some paper that I could just get rid of and there is nothing better. Well, actually there's a lot of things better, but one great feeling to walking into your classroom is to have a nice cleared off desk, right? And we don't have to grade everything. We have talked about this at length in various episodes, but throw a stack of paper away. Just put it in the recycling. If you aren't going to look at it and you're not able to get it back to your students so that they can make adjustments on their learning, then you may never get to it. If it's been several days, just remove it from your pile and start over. Give yourself permission to throw something in the recycling bin. And a clean desk also represents a clean and clear mind. And that's something we may need to just teach ourselves on a weekly basis. But pick a day where assignments that aren't graded just go away. My uh, sister likes to call it paper heaven, right? Now, obviously, we're not going to do this with assessments or anything crucial. But if it is something that you feel like you haven't been able to give feedback on right away, then you're probably not going to be able to give feedback on. And you should just remove it. Now, if you're like, oh, but I really needed to know how they're going to do on blank, right? Then throw one question up on the projector or print out one question as an exit ticket with that skill and try again, right? So that is one way that you can avoid that stack of papers that may just be haunting you, right? And also get feedback to your students. So consider my second strategy in just removing some papers from your pile. Number three, plan your grading strategically. Okay, remember how I mentioned that there is typically a grading cycle that ends in October. And this can literally be a make it or break it for your mental capacity and your stress load. Okay, so a few general tips. Can you reduce the number of assignments you're grading? Is That's a question to ask yourself. I used to give so many grades that were well beyond what was required. And then I realized, wait, I don't have to grade everything, right? So if you haven't picked up on that yet, then please make note of that. Next, these are just other strategies, but they're important. Avoid having a test the week grades are due. 
This is so stressful because then you are left with students who need to correct or retake or whatever your policy is, right? You're left with students who are absent that need to do it. And it causes this domino effect of your grades not being able to be finished. So avoid having a test the week grades are due. Move it up one more week and restructure your grading plan so that you don't have a grade book full of missing work and missing grades. Also, while we're talking about assessments, try not to give an assessment on Friday. I just find that more students are absent on Friday, more students are picked up early, more students have doctor's appointment. If there is a field trip or an extracurricular or a pep rally or anything, it almost always happens on Friday. So I like to move tests or assessments, quizzes, anything like that, major grades to Thursdays to just help with the management of those grades. Then provide accountability for assignments that are missing as the grading period goes rather than the week they are due. I've seen so many teachers that the week that grades are due post this giant list of who is missing what. But that can be really problematic because that just means you're getting more and more and more papers or assignments online, whatever it is for you to do that last week. So select a date, select a deadline, and then also be proactive. Start this week. What grades are missing? Do your students have a study hall? Do they have a tutorial period? How can you get them to complete that work? Or what opportunities can you give them to complete that work in advance? Because then it's a win-win. They're actually going to be working on information that is relevant to their learning, right? Not just completing an assignment. And you're going to be further ahead in your grades and just tying up loose ends for the grading period. And then utilize technology to help you grade. Obviously, I think we're probably all getting much better at that. And then remember, you don't have to grade everything. Don't grade everything and just generally grade fewer things. Okay, so that is one one strategy to plan your grading strategically that will help you thrive in October. Number four, change your thought process about Halloween. Okay, so Halloween will always be on the same date every year. You will encounter it every fall, and it has a five out of seven chance that it's going to be on a school day, right? Which then kind of impacts that day after if it is a school day. So it's just going to be a thing that you will deal with your entire teaching career. And change your mindset about it. It is such a distracting day. I think that is the biggest problem with Halloween is just that it provides a lot of distraction. So try and embrace that chaos. Use it as a review day. Use it as an activity. Try and bring in pumpkins or fall or whatever you can, spiders, into your math lesson to um, embrace it. But avoid teaching new content because it just is going to be this battle. And then depending on what your school does, if you have door decorating contests or um, contests with costumes or whatever, participate. You know, if your school does something, it is fun to participate and it shows students that you're excited and it can just be a fun thing to do. In when I taught Algebra 1 that year, we did an activity on exponential functions, even though we weren't even in exponential functions that had to do about bats. And it actually ended up being a really fun day. Um, In previous years, I've done a review day that's just themed with different fall type activities. And that, that can be fun for students. So embrace it. Okay, next up, number five, do something fun together as a staff or with your colleagues. 
Okay, so teaching can be lonely. You have your students and you have your own classroom and there is it's likely that you could go days without a lot of adult interaction in your job. So remember, we're all in this together. So here's some ideas for how you can just kind of make a fun opportunity in the month of October. Easiest one, organize a date and a happy hour after school on a Friday. Super easy. Let's go grab chips and grab chips and queso and um, enjoy time together, right? Super easy, requires an email or a text message. Um, maybe you can also plan a lunch, not necessarily like we're going to go out to lunch because that's almost impossible in 30 minutes, right? But on this day, usually a Friday, let's all meet in my room and eat lunch together and not talk about school and just talk about something fun, right? Adult connection is critical. Another thing that you could do, and it would probably take you 20 minutes if you set a timer, is to just write everyone a note, right? The people on your team or their colleague next door or someone who's been really helpful to you, um, just write them a quick thank you note. It actually goes a long way and it shows not only that you care and that you appreciate them, but it also just shows that this that they are important to you. And then lastly, again, you could set your timer for 20 minutes, send a few emails or make a few positive phone calls to students that maybe are quiet, maybe they are overlooked because they are compliant. Maybe you're looking for students who have shown an improvement in something. Just take a few minutes to do that. You will feel so much better about yourself. You will be encouraged by that. And that is good for our mind and our hearts. And just to um, to realize that this is a powerful and impactful role that we have on our students. Lastly, Maintain and adjust any routines and procedures. Now, again, I'm not saying start all over or anything like that, but students are more comfortable with you. You've likely been in school for several weeks, if not several months, and they may be pushing those boundaries just a little bit. And so take time to adjust any expectations that you have. Maybe there's a procedure that's not working well. Maybe there's a routine you want to add in. So take the time to do that because you still have a lot of school left in you and anything that is problematic in October will only be magnified in December around the holidays or March around spring break, right? So we want to address those now and then feel free to get feedback or see what things are working for your students or not working. But again, just take the time to handle those situations so that your future self will be very, very grateful. Okay, so as a quick recap for today, remember we are going to thrive in October because we are going to be mentally and physically and emotionally prepared. We are not going to let that month catch us by surprise. So first, schedule a day to rest, then clear that desk off by getting rid of a few stacks of paper, plan your grading strategically so that you're not dealing with the mess of end of the grading period. Um, Accept Halloween as something that can be fun. So really try and stop swimming upstream against it, but just go with the stream on Halloween. Do something fun with your colleagues. And then again, make any adjustments to routines or procedures. All of those things, if you think about them now, will help you to thrive in the month of October, which will get you that much closer to Thanksgiving. Okay, friends, we made it. It is almost October, and I am so happy to be on this journey with you. 
I love providing ideas that help you maximize your results and minimize your efforts in the classroom. I am cheering you on. Feel free to tag us at Maneuvering the Middle on both Facebook and Insta. I'd love to know what you're doing while you're listening. And if you've been loving the podcast, then please give a review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps us to be found by other teachers. For all of the links, resources, freebies mentioned today in one easy place, check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 34. I'm Noelle Pickering, and you've been listening to the Good Morning Teacher Podcast. Until next time, friends, make it a great week.